Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It is Q&A Tuesday and I have a bit of a mixed bag for you today. I pulled out the top five questions from my DM inbox on Instagram and really we have questions about travel, nap transitions, nap refusals. We have a mixed bag. So let's dive into today's questions so we can get those answered and get some things on track for you all when it comes to your baby's sleep. The first question is about a seven-month-old, and it says, I think my seven-month-old is close to being ready to drop from three naps to two. We're going to the Dominican in a week, and I'm wondering if I should make the change now or wait until we're back. What are your thoughts? Wait, 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 wait. That is my thought. The week before you go on a big trip or you're moving to a new home or your child is starting something big and new, some kind of big change to a new environment... This is not the time to be making nap transitions unless for some reason you think it's absolutely necessary. If your child is still doing reasonably well on their old schedule and they are just starting to show signs that they might be ready for a new schedule, I would wait until after your vacation to get onto the new schedule. Particularly in this case, this parent is saying that their child is getting ready to drop from three naps to two. They're going to, I'm guessing, like an all-inclusive resort in the Dominican Republic, and they're probably not going to want to be at the hotel all day. They're probably going to want to be on the beach, going for strolls. This family is probably going to be very happy that they kept the three naps, that they hung on to that third nap, because there are probably going to be a bunch of stroller naps. Stroller naps are usually not quite as long, not quite as restful as naps at home or at the hotel in a crib. So they're probably going to be thankful for that third little cat nap that their child is still used to taking when they're on vacation. The third nap also usually means that a child goes to bed a little bit later. So when a child is around seven months and still on three naps per day, they're usually having a cat nap from around 4.30 to quarter after five and then going to bed close to 8 p.m. When a child drops to two naps at this age, their second nap is usually ending around 3.30, quarter to four, and they're going to bed around 6.30, quarter to seven. So this family will probably be happy that they hung on to the third nap because it means they can go out for slightly later dinners and not worry about their baby missing their bedtime and being overtired. So in this particular case, for sure, I would suggest that hanging on to three naps for the duration of the vacation is a good idea. And then making the transition to two naps when this family gets back is a good idea. We also have to keep in mind that it usually takes children a few days, sometimes a couple of weeks to really start to get adjusted to a new schedule. So putting a child on a new schedule just a week before a vacation might mean they're not quite adjusted to the new schedule yet and still having some challenges with it. And we don't want to add that to our vacation. So for all of these reasons, I would just stick with what you're doing for now if it's still working reasonably well and make the transition when you get back from your vacation. Next question, what do I do when baby totally refuses their nap in the crib and just skips the nap altogether? How do I determine when the next nap should be? My answer to this is that you don't let the nap just get skipped altogether. Just don't make that an option. 
I don't mean you just try forevermore in the crib if your baby is just totally refusing their nap in the crib. But I do mean that you save the nap somehow at some point with something like a walk in the stroller, a walk in a wrap or carrier. You get your baby to nap. If you are working on sleep in the crib and you have a certain amount of time that you've decided on that you're going to try for a nap in the crib, and then after that amount of time, your baby has still refused the nap, has not fallen asleep in their crib, I don't recommend that you just say, oh, well, let's get up and do another full wake window and then try again at the next nap time. Because at that point, your baby will have been up for a very, very, very long time without any sleep. And your next nap attempt is probably going to be equally difficult, if not even more difficult, because your baby is so overtired at that point. So I really recommend that if you've reached the amount of time that you had decided you were going to try for a nap in the crib with your baby and your baby's still not napping, you get them some rest some other way. I usually recommend that you avoid something like feeding to sleep or actually rocking to sleep because normally when parents are working on sleep in the crib and they're really trying to get those naps to happen in the crib, Most of the parents that I'm talking to in those situations are trying to avoid the traditional sleep crutches like feeding to sleep and rocking to sleep because they're working on some version of sleep coaching. So we don't want to sort of rescue the nap by doing one of those traditional sleep crutches because it's a bit more confusing to the baby. But we do want to get baby some rest. So instead, we go for a walk. We put baby in the stroller. We go for a nice walk. We let them fall asleep and get some rest. Or we put them in a wrap or a carrier if the stroller is not an option. And we walk around. That is a lot like holding to sleep, but it's a little different than the more traditional crutch of feeding or actually rocking in the rocking chair on you to sleep for a contact nap. We really do want to get them that rest. And some parents will say to me, well, won't my baby just learn to protest in the crib for X period of time in order to go for a walk and fall asleep in the stroller instead? It's unlikely that your baby's going to learn that. Is it a possibility? I suppose so. But It's the lesser of the two evils. The other evil being just having a very, very, very overtired baby by skipping the nap altogether. We need to get baby some rest. The other thing you could think about is trying for the crib nap for the amount of time you've decided to try for it, taking a little 20-minute break, and then trying again for a certain amount of time. Again, that's up to each individual family and what they're comfortable with in terms of how long they try in the crib. So you could consider trying, taking like a 20-minute break, trying again, and then going for that stroller walk if baby still hasn't slept. But I don't recommend that you try, 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 and then just give up and do a whole full, huge, big wake window, and then just try again at the next scheduled nap because that is going to result in a lot of overtiredness. If you try, take a small break and try again for a short period of time and then resort to the stroller nap, that is more likely to avoid that concern that some parents have that their child might get accustomed to protesting in order to go for a stroller walk. So you could take that break. These are some options. You should always do what works for you and your family. If you're not even trying for crib naps and you always hold your baby to sleep, that is a family's personal decision. This question was about trying for the nap in the crib, but baby refusing it. 
and what you do if they skip it all together. My answer, don't let them skip it all together. Make sure that you get them a nap some other way if they're just refusing the nap in the crib for that particular nap or that particular day, because what we really don't want is an overtired baby. Sleep begets sleep. And the more overtired your baby is, the more likely they are to refuse their next sleep or have a difficult nighttime sleep. So we really want to work on naps in the crib but also make sure your baby is getting proper rest during the day. Next question. My baby is 15 weeks and waking so much more at night than she used to. She's also really tough to put down for a nap. Even when I'm trying to rock her to sleep, she's very upset. Would you suggest now is a good time for sleep coaching or should I wait until she goes through the four-month sleep regression? I get this question a lot because I think there's a misperception about the four-month sleep regression. I don't know whoever came up with that name. I don't know whoever decided that it should be called the four-month sleep regression, but I wish they would go back on that. I wish they would change their mind and come out and tell us all that they were wrong and that was a terrible name for this regression because it rarely ever waits until your baby is four months on the calendar to rear its little head, this four-month sleep regression. This sleep regression usually starts to occur in babies between about 10 and 14 weeks. This is when your baby is exiting the newborn stage, and this is what this regression is all about. It's really more of a progression in your child's sleep where they are growing and developing and changing, and their sleep patterns are changing. Their sleep patterns are looking less like those of a newborn where they would have longer naps, sleep anywhere and everywhere, have bigger stretches at night and maybe wake fewer times, and now they are very alert, very easily stimulated, going through lighter stages of sleep, having those 45-minute sleep cycles. And this is where, just like this parent who asked this question, parents will see shorter naps, more difficult naps, more nighttime wake-ups than they used to see in the newborn stage often. So if you are experiencing that and your baby is already around 10 plus weeks, you are probably already going through what we are calling the four-month sleep regression with your baby. Again, Terrible name for it. I hope somebody changes it one day. So the answer to this question, should I wait until my child goes through the four-month sleep regression? You're probably going to be waiting a long time if you wait for that because your baby sounds like she's already going through the four-month sleep regression. She's already exhibiting all of those signs. She's already 15 weeks old. At the Happy Sleep Company, we work with families once their baby is 14 weeks and beyond because they have exited the newborn stage. That's when we begin with families. So I would suggest after that point, a healthy baby who has no growth concerns, health concerns, is perfectly fine to start sleep coaching. Of course, we want to talk about what we mean by sleep coaching and make sure that we're taking an approach where baby knows you're there for them, that they have guidance, support, reassurance, can hear your voice, feel your touch, be picked up for a hug when they need a hug. Those are the things we're talking about when we're talking about sleep coaching and helping your little one learn more independent sleep skills with support, guidance, love, and reassurance from a parent. That I would suggest could be started after 14 weeks. And if your baby is already exhibiting all of these things that this parent was talking about in this question, it's a fine time to start because you've already surpassed the four-month sleep regression. And this is kind of just what sleep looks like now. So we may want to make some changes to make it look a little different. Here's another question. This one is about a much older child and it is is there a certain type or size of bed that you would suggest for a preschooler who is transitioning from a crib to a bed? So preschooler, we're talking sort of two and a half, three years and beyond. 
which is great. I'm glad to see preschooler because I really do recommend that children stay in a crib, sleep in a crib until they are a minimum of three years of age. I would say an absolute minimum of two and a half, but three is better. Three and a half is even better in my opinion, because that is when children start to develop reasoning skills. And once children have reasoning skills, if they start to get out of their big kid bed, because they can, because there are no walls on it, like there were on the crib, now we can start to reason with them, discuss this with them, use their much higher level of comprehension that they now have as a three and a half year old to talk them through why it's important to stay in their bed and potentially use some age appropriate rewards and consequences to motivate them to stay in their bed. But in regards to the question about the certain type or size of bed that a child needs to move into, I would not suggest there's one size in particular. Certainly some parents feel more comfortable about the idea of their child going to a toddler bed, which is actually a bed that still fits a crib mattress but it's a bed, usually very low to the floor or directly on the floor. Some parents just like the cozy idea of this smaller bed when their child is transitioning from crib to bed for the first time. But I have definitely seen parents move their child to a twin bed, a double bed, or even a queen-sized bed because that's what they want their child to have long-term and they don't want to be constantly investing in different sizes of beds every few years. What I would say is very helpful and probably quite important is no matter what type you use, especially if it is above floor level and not just a mattress on the floor, is that you put some rails on the bed. So that might be some actual rails that hook onto the sides of the bed. It might be something like a pool noodle that you tuck under the fitted sheet at the edges of the bed so that your child can't roll off the side and potentially hurt themselves or at minimum just get really disturbed and upset when they fall out of their bed in the middle of the night. So no matter what size you use, the more important thing is that you make it safe and you try to ensure that your child's not going to fall out of it and get upset. So I would add some crib rails to whatever size you use. Again, if you're using a toddler bed or a mattress directly on the floor, you may not need to use those rails, but anything bigger than that, that's something that I would consider. Final question for today. Hi, Erin. My 11-month-old recently started refusing her second nap, and I think you posted something about capping the first nap to help solve this problem, but I can't find it anywhere. Can you re-explain that to me? Absolutely. So right around 11 months is an age where many children start to have some trouble with one or both of their naps in the day. It doesn't mean they're ready for just one nap a day, and that's a common thing that I hear from parents. My 11, 12 month old is starting to refuse their afternoon nap. This must mean they're ready for just one nap in the day. It doesn't mean that. What it means is that your child still needs two naps, but probably needs some additional sleep pressure on their naps in order to be able to take both of those naps. I don't recommend that children go down to one nap a day at only 11 months of age. It's usually too much awake time in the morning before their nap and they're overtired by nap time. That usually results in more nap time protest and shorter naps. And it also results in overtiredness by bedtime because we've had too much awake time between our one nap and our bedtime. And that results in bedtime protest and often night wakes as well. We want to avoid that overtiredness. We want to stick with two naps at this age if we can. But while an eight-month-old can take a two-hour nap in the morning and still be tired a few hours later for a second nap, an 11 or 12-month-old usually can't. If an 11 or 12-month-old takes a two-hour nap in the morning, they are probably going to refuse their afternoon nap. They're not tired enough for it. So 
I usually cap the morning nap of an 11-month-old at one hour. We wake your 11-month-old after an hour of sleep in the morning, and then when we do their afternoon nap, say three and a half hours or so later, they're tired enough for their afternoon nap. Then their afternoon nap could be around an hour and a half, and then about three and a half hours later, I would do bedtime. So that's a great schedule for an 11-month-old, and the really important part of it is capping that first nap a little shorter than you used to so they have enough sleep pressure for their second nap. They will probably hang on to that great schedule until they're around 16 to 18 months, and then you will find they're not even tired enough for that schedule, and that's when you'll move to one nap a day. But I would try to hang on to that schedule until then. Some parents can't because their child goes to a daycare around 12 months that will only accommodate one nap in the day. And if that's the case, just really plan on an early bedtime, as early as even 6 p.m. for your one-year-old who's on one nap a day so that we can avoid that overtiredness that we were talking about. So that's the top five of the week. That's the questions for this week. I hope those were helpful. We covered preschoolers, one-year-olds, 15-week-olds. We covered a huge mix of topics, and I hope that one or many of those applied to your situation and can help you out with some answers to get you through this current stage that you're in with your little one's sleep. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company, and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com, for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.